Hey everybody and welcome back to Boozy Bracketology. My name is Mike and we've got a fun one for you tonight. Uh, we're doing something a little different than what we normally do. Uh, this is not necessarily a bracket format that we're doing tonight, but these are decisions that we just thought were too important for us to continue ignoring any longer. These are what we're calling food rivalries. These are a lot of these crazy debates that people have been carrying on for pretty much as long as people have been eating food, and we're going to settle them for you right here. We've got a great group of panelists here to make these decisions, and I'm going to introduce you to them right now, starting off with the man whose voice you are probably entirely too familiar with at this point, Chris Ligori. How you doing, my friend? What are you drinking? Mike, I'm doing well, my friend. I have got tickets on Sunday to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I am excited. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giddy we're going to see Kang in real life. So I'm very happy about that. But I've got myself back on the bourbon train. A glass here of Blade and Bow. Nice. Uh, about a $60 bottle. Really solid. And if you can collect all keys, the five keys, they have these little, I have it here somewhere. They have these little keys that come on every bottle. If you can collect all five keys, they're numbered one to five, you become a member of their five key club and they send you a keychain. So I like, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm huh. going to collect them. This is this is just what I do. So I'm excited and I got some bourbon. We're going to have a good night. Very nice. Yeah, good night. Uh, just, you, you can get a keychain at like the dollar store. Just, just so you know. I'm well aware. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got a friend of the show, Katie Dye. Katie, how are you doing tonight, and are you drinking anything fun? I'm doing well. I'm living for the three-day weekend I'm about to have, so yep. counting down till till Friday at 3.30. Um, I, <laughs> somehow, I always end up coming on on a weeknight, and I have to teach middle school, so I'm not drinking anything fun. I have a glass of strawberry lemonade. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is okay. Because I know you got to rise early, but I would think that teaching middle school would be all the more reason to drink. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. And hey, you got that weekend coming up, as you I said. Sure so that's know. good. And next up, another friend of the show. Man, we have not seen in a long time, or at least I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm super happy to have back on. Brandon, how are you doing well, tonight? I'm, what are you uh... drinking? Mr. Mott, I'm doing pretty great. Uh, just got back literally last night about 1030 in the evening from the Dominican. And uh, sorry, ladies, I'm no longer a single man. He said yes. Oof. So, uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I'm uh, having my usual Diet Mountain Dew with uh, a little bit of that clear vodka that you gentlemen don't like as much as I do. <laughs> this is true but hey everybody has their preferences right absolutely and our fourth panelist tonight is going to be a man who has not shied away from controversial opinions in the past and i can't wait to see which other ones he's got in store for us tonight steven my friend how are you doing and what are you drinking i'm gonna mellow out i'm just gonna go with the flow like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream i'm sure <laughs> the group think will be absolutely right and I promise you, I will not get upset at all tonight. I'm going to mellow out with a Mountain Dew Zero. Just, you know, my average drink. Just to maintain caffeine levels. Not above the normal. Just to maintain. <laughs> and we're going to have a nice, quiet night. <laughs> Unless one of you motherfuckers goes for French toast. What? The quietest guy <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> and rounding out our panelists tonight is me. Mike, how are you doing and what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, yes, I'm double playing double duty tonight. I'm both hosting and I'm going to get the opportunity to share my opinions as well. So I'm super excited, uh, especially for this beer, because I get to use it to make Chris jealous. Because I know how much Chris loves the sweet baby Jesus, and I know how much he loves the sweet baby Java. This is the sweet baby banana. It is a chocolate That's peanut a butter banana porter. I literally just discovered this was the thing this past weekend. The, I the, I had one can of this this past weekend, and honestly, I wanted it to be better. It's not a bad beer, but I wanted it to be better. But we'll see uh, if maybe it'll play a little better for me tonight. My jealousy has dipped a little yeah. bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to oversell it. But honestly, the second one's better. I didn't feel like I got the banana as much when I had the for the first one I had this past weekend. But that one is, this is a little better. This will definitely play. Well, we're going to jump right into it. As I said, we're doing food rivalries. And as uh, Stephen kind of hinted at uh, a moment ago, uh, our first food rivalry is actually going to be a three-way matchup. Uh, we're going to have one of these, and we're doing two episodes of these, and we're going to have one three-way matchup in each of these episodes. And the way the three-way matchups work is basically the same as the two-way matchups, uh, winner take all. The only difference is if it's two to two going to the final person to vote that person has to vote for one of the ones that has already been voted on the third one is already eliminated we'll see if it gets to that and our first three-way matchup of the night is going to be pancakes versus waffles versus french toast chris you're up french toast like <laughs> come on no, steven no come back come back steven <laughs> so that's the quickest, quickest, explicit tag we've earned in a long time. Katie has not heard language like that since she left school. <laughs> yep, that's his second one already. So this is an interesting one because 100%, I have 100% had more pancakes in my life than I've had French toast or waffles. The problem with pancakes, though, is that they are either good or they are really bad. Like the low end of a waffle is an ego waffle, which isn't really a waffle, but it's edible and it's at least crispy. The low end of French toast is Publix bread and eggs with no cinnamon. The low end for this year's pancakes is by far the lowest for me though. I th honestly think waffles have the more consistent approach. Um, their lows aren't as low. Their highs get pretty damn high. I'm going waffles here and waffles picking up its first vote. Katie, you're up next. Yeah. I mean, for me, pancakes is not an option. I would never pick a pancake ever. Um, ugh, French toast is really good, especially if you make it with like the cinnamon and the sugar. It gets all crispy. I like it. But no, I think the texture of waffles is makes it hands down the best breakfast food. I um, full Leslie know if I would pick a waffle any day. So waffles is my answer too. And Waffle storming out to a very early lead in this particular three-way matchup. Two to zero to zero. Brandon, are the other two going home this quickly, or are we going to make a game of this? Well, Mr. Mott, I believe we're going to make a game of this because waffles, boy. waffles are so very heavy. You can't, that early in the morning, you can't have something that is like a ribeye you can't have a roast you can't have steak and potatoes that early in the morning and don't get me wrong i love steak and eggs 
But don't get me wrong, and I'm not a fan of either of the three. However, an accoutrement with any breakfast is a pancake, and the pancake gets my vote. Pancakes not going down without a fight. Uh, so we can pretty much already say that French toast is eliminated given Stephen's earlier reaction. But Stephen, where do you land on this one? Well, clearly the best is French toast. I don't know what the rest of you idiots are doing. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm a person. I only want breakfast foods for dinner. I never want breakfast foods for breakfast. So I don't have a problem with the heaviness of anything because I'm not going to be eating it when I'm first waking up. Uh Coming down the waffle pancake, uh, this is a very easy thing because the entire point of either one of them is the stuff you get to put on top of it, and waffles do a much better job of containing the stuff you put on top of it. Waffles is the superior breakfast. And waffles is going to secure that third vote and will be the champion in this particular rivalry. I will take a brief moment to throw in my two cents, though, which is that I think this was a very tough one. I had, did spend significant amount of times uh, at the Pancake Pantry in Nashville when I was in college. Uh, probably more time waiting in line to get into the Pancake Pantry in Nashville than actually eating at the Pancake Pantry. And if you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I have had some excellent pancakes. But the secret weapon in Waffle's arsenal is the Belgian waffle. Because waffle, you can get the crispy. And a Belgian waffle isn't necessarily as crispy, so you get... A lot of the best stuff about the pancake, along with the crannies in which the syrup can lay in, just as Stephen said. So I think we got this one right. Waffles will be the victor here. Good, good choices. Yep, good yep. Choices. We're, we're off to we're off to a good start, uh, but I have no doubt that we'll screw this up before too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll move right into our next matchup. Uh, this is going to be the matchup of chicken wings chicken wing styles so we're choosing between the regular two-piece wing style uh which chris in the bracket called flats i've never heard that term before but that's what he called it or the drumstick style of chicken wing and starting us off we have katie oh goodness so i feel like this one comes down to the ratio of like the skin to the meat that you're eating and I personally prefer more meat and less skin. The texture of the skin is not always my favorite. I'm very picky about textures. Um, so I am going to go with drumsticks. They're also less messy. I feel like they're easier to hold. I don't like messy food. Um, so for me, drumsticks is the winner here. And drumsticks picks up its first vote. Brandon, you're up. Well... Miss Katie, I as much as I respect your opinion, I believe that the <laughs> flats have so much more meat, and they are so much less messy. Especially if you know how to eat them, when you grab the little little knuckle at the end, and you can just grab it and clean it, it's so much less messy. You're going to have fifty six napkins. I'm going to have eleven. And this, it's, it's a no brainer on this. And, and if you guys don't agree with me, I love you all, but flats is the way to go on this. And I can't even say any more about it because it's a no brainer. <laughs> and flats pulls even with drumsticks. Steven, break the tie. 
it's weird that the previous two panelists picked two different things, and I find a reason to disagree with both of them. Uh, <laughs> but here we go. Um, in the seminal piece of Golden Age television, uh, the show Pete and Pete, there's an episode where there is a perfect human being who can do everything correctly. He can parallel park exactly within the lines, for example, and young Pete puts him through a series of tests to prove that he's not actually perfect. And in the final test, he's given a sloppy Joe sandwich to eat, which he eats perfectly without getting a single stain or drip anywhere. At which point, of course, it's revealed that he's failed because sloppy Joes are supposed to be sloppy. And yeah. chicken wings are supposed to leave you a goddamn greasy, fucked up mess. And the way you do that is by digging into those flats and just sucking on them like there's no tomorrow. Flats. Pete and Pete. <laughs> And Flats win by the uh, Pete and Pete rule, or, or at least take the lead by the Pete and Pete rule. And uh, it is my turn. And I'm going to have to agree with Brandon and Steven. Now, here's the it, here's the rub. I would have voted drumsticks before I learned how to eat a, a wing or a flat correctly. But when you peel the two, because I used to be the guy that was, I'm like trying to stick my finger between the two bones and peel out the meat that way. It's way too hard when you separate and... It is to my everlasting shame that I had to read an internet article to figure this out. I feel like I should have been smarter than this. But when you peel the two bones apart, you can slurp the meat off of either side. And it's like it's effectively almost in a way two drumsticks for the price of one uh, with the flat. So I I would have picked drumstick up until I learned that. But uh, now I am much more of a flat guy. Let's be honest. It's chicken wings. You really can't go wrong. But I think flats is the winner here. So. I'm giving it my vote. Chris, you are shaking your head. Tell me why I'm wrong. If the title for this episode isn't slurp the meat, we're doing something. <laughs> but Chris, you're already using that for your biography. <laughs> we can double dip. Kind of like if you break a flat in two, you can double dip. Listen, I disagree um, because for me, the experience, is, I love chicken wings, but part of the experience of eating chicken wings is accompanying it with Ranch or blue cheese. Ranch if you're having barbecue, blue cheese if you're having something spicy. And the drumstick is the perfect delivery uh, system, mechanism, for dipping into those little, tiny little things they give you with, full of ranch and blue cheese. It fits perfectly in there. You can scoop some out, and it's it's literally perfect. It's really hard on the flats. It's really hard. Even if you do the whole, you get two drumsticks, whatever, It doesn't. the coating isn't effective enough. I'm not a fan of flats. I will eat them because like, I'm not a heathen. I love chicken wings. I love football. I'm American. <laughs> that gum. No, uh, this is drumsticks for me. Uh, if I can get all drumsticks, I would take that in a heartbeat. And we apologize to our listeners for the sound that just that Chris just made there, but uh, we had to hear it too. So we're that's the sound of me slurping. <laughs> no longer a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. But the uh, Flats did win that one, but it was a very close matchup, three to two. I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to have a lot of close matchups in this one. Let's see if this next one falls into that category. A very important decision when it comes to Doritos. Are we going Cool Ranch or are we going Nacho Cheese? Brandon. Wow. This is a tough one. And and when Chris, when, when Chris sent this to me, uh, you know, three four weeks ago, I was like, 
man, this is the one that was like, man, this is a challenge. If I'm going to go to Taco Bell and get a Cool Ranch Dorito, I really, 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 really want the nacho cheese. If I'm sitting at work and I've got the 75 cent, you know, you know, uh, little machine that I can get chips out of, I want that 75 cent dollar Cool Ranch. This is a tough one. This is really, really a tough one. At the end of the day, because nacho cheese Doritos taste so delicious in French onion dip, I'm going to give the edge, a very slight edge, a very slight edge, minimal, to the nacho cheese Dorito. And by the edge of a French onion dip, the nacho cheese Dorito takes its first vote. Steven. This is an incredibly tough one because these are two chips so alike and yet so different in proper application. The nacho cheese is, of course, the one that you're supposed to just sit there and eat out of a whole bag and pretend that you didn't eat the whole bag and hide the evidence before anyone comes home. The Cool Ranch is more of the sharing one. It's the one that you pass around because you can afford to let them go more. And I feel like that's a huge a huge checkmark in favor of nacho cheese. But... The best application for any chip at all is to put them inside of a sandwich and smush them down as part of the sandwich. And in that application, Cool Ranch is by far the better use of it. Nacho cheese doesn't pair well as anything. But you're going to put it on a burger? You're going to Cool Ranch that bitch. So, because the highest form of chip is part of a sandwich, and they're better for a sandwich, Cool Ranch. And Cool Ranch pulls even with nacho cheese because of its usage on a sandwich. Uh, My vote is next, and I don't know that I have ever had a Dorito on a sandwich. (laughs) Try it, Mike. What I, 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 you, I, I feel like I have not yet truly lived, but uh, I'll, I'll file that one away for something I need to try in the future. But I will say this, don't know why, but I've never liked, I've never liked Cool Ranch Doritos. This one was easy for me. Nacho cheese. Chris, you're up. If we're taking a gander at what the biggest fights in the Ligori household have been, they're usually about Doritos. We've got a pretty good relationship. We fight about Doritos a lot. It's Doritos <laughs> or DC versus Marvel. Like, really, it's one of those two. And the reason behind that is one of us loves Cool Ranch. One of us loves Nacho Cheese. So I will give this to you. Uh, 100% you're not wrong. Cool Ranch on a sandwich is not bad at all. I will do that one better. If you're in the Chicagoland area, head on over to Lucky's Dill or Lucky's on Clark. Get yourself one of their sandwiches. No Cool Ranch. They stack literally everything on that sandwich. French fries, coleslaw, the whole nine. The entire meal is on two pieces of bread. It's amazing. you got to be talking about Lucky's, Chris. Oh, I love Lucky's. That place is amazing. That place is outstanding. It's amazing. Um, that's actually we stop we stop at that the one by Wrigleyville every time we go to a Cubs game. It's wonderful, it. and it's it, it and it's reasonable. I mean, you get a really good sandwich and you're full and you're jammed and you pay twelve bucks. Yeah, it's great and it's yeah, a beautiful it's venue. You're you're a block from Wrigley. It's amazing, but you know what's not on that sandwich is a freaking Dorito. There's other things you can add to a sandwich to make a sandwich. Really There's not those cheese Doritos on there. It's, no. <laughs> Listen, but you know what? You know, I'll say this. You guys talk about adding stuff to your sandwich. The Cool Ranch 
I, I didn't have one, but because I couldn't fathom having one. Was there a cool ranch Doritos Locos Taco? Yes, indeed, there is. Elite, superior to the nacho cheese one in every way. That is where you're wrong because the nacho cheese Doritos Locos Taco is amazing. She is completely lying to you, Chris. I'm I promise not. you. <laughs> It's false. <laughs> this this is where I come down to, y'all. I will eat Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't necessarily have a problem with them, but I will destroy Nacho Cheese. Nacho Cheese Doritos gets my vote. And Nacho Cheese Doritos has secured its third vote and the victory. And I have a sense that Katie is about to tell me and Chris why we're wrong. So take it away. So painfully wrong. This was <laughs> the one, honestly, coming into it. I looked at this list. There were two food pairings or two pairings that I had like strong feelings about and this was one of them the cool ranch doritos are superior to nacho cheese doritos on sandwiches on tacos straight out of the bag on their own anyway I don't want to eat nacho cheese doritos and get the orange dust all over my fingers this is going to be a theme I don't like messy eating I want to eat an entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. I want my breath to be so Cool Ranchy that my husband moves to the other side of the couch. Cool Ranch Doritos every day, the only answer. <laughs> and Cool Ranch Doritos, again, does make a fight of it. These are rivalries, folks. Like, this is why this is happening. We've had two close matchups in a row. Uh, I feel that uh, given that the Taco Loco whatever thing that Taco Bell has uh, was surfaced so much during that discussion that maybe I should have recused myself because I've never had one. I don't eat at Taco Bell. Uh, so that's a that's a uh, potential reason that I might have had a different opinion had I done that. But uh, nonetheless, nacho cheese has been established definitively as 60% the best Dorito. Matt, it's, 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 just, it's just math, folks. It's, that's just how it is. Good thing it's an audio format. <laughs> and we're 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 gonna move on to a discussion that I'm sure has never been held anywhere about a particular food item or in this case drink item. No one has ever ever tried to determine which is the better cola, Pepsi or Coke. But we're going to tackle that right now and we're going to start with our soda expert. I promise I did not plan it this way. <laughs> Steven. Ha ha. Uh, no, seriously, this one's this one's super easy because we have scientific proof of which one of these is better because we ran the Pepsi challenge. And what the Pepsi challenge showed us scientifically, statistically, is that Pepsi was a bunch of cheating liars because that thing was so fucking rigged. The reason <laughs> the Pepsi challenge, you pick Pepsi every time is because you have what's called a first sip bias. When you only have a little shot glass of Pepsi because Pepsi's sweeter, you think it's better. But if you have to drink a whole 20 ounces of it, that sweetness gets sickening. Pepsi has to give you the little shot glass challenge because it can't win any other way. Coke is a superior soda. It's the classic for a reason. Coke. And Coke picks up its first vote. I am up next and I will tell you this. Ten-year-old me was very, very... and this So this clearly started early on. Even at ten, I was just determined to die alone on particular hills. And that is why I swore... That if anyone ever said Pepsi or Coke, I would always answer Royal Crown Cola. Because that was the superior cola to 10-year-old me. Now, granted, I have not had a Royal Crown Cola in probably about the time since I was 10. I'm not going to do that math, and I don't want you all to know how old I am anyway. So throw that away. None of us are that good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Throwing out Royal Crown Cola. Yeah, the answer is clear here. It's it's Coca-Cola. It is the classic. It's it's far and away the better cola. I, I gave up drinking soda a long time ago, but when I did drink soda on the reg, I drank Coke. When I'm mixing, on the, on the rare occasions I mix a cola with uh, Jack Daniels or something like that, I'm mixing Coke. I'm not mixing Pepsi. It's Coke. And Chris, we're going to head over to you next. Are you going to put Pepsi out of its misery or make a game of this? So this one's actually interesting because I, I agree with Mike to an extent in the fact that if I am mixing anything with full sugar soda, it's going to be Coke. Coke is a much better mixer. Um, it actually tops Mountain Dew from a mixing standpoint. Um, it's it's really – you could put any rum and Coke, Jack and Coke. Um, I'm willing to bet you could throw some Tito's in Coke and it'd probably be okay. <laughs> uh, I'll let Brandon talk to that. But <laughs> maybe I'm a sucker. If I'm just having one, I, I don't drink full sugar soda. I don't even drink regular soda that often anymore or any soda that often anymore. But if I'm having one soda and it's a full sugar soda, I'm going to enjoy a Pepsi a lot more than I'm going to enjoy a Coke. So I can see by the look on some of your faces that we're no longer friends, but I'm okay with that. I'm going Pepsi. <laughs> Chris, if I was going to stop being your friend based on your taste in beverages, we would be, we would have stopped our friendship a long time ago. Or based on any votes in Boozy Bracketology. I mean, let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) But Pepsi is not going down without a fight. Katie, what say you? When you go out to eat and you sit down and the waitress comes over and says, what can I get you to drink? Never has someone ordered a Pepsi and had a waitress say, ooh, sorry, is Coke okay? Never. But let me tell you, the worst feeling is when you sit down and you order your Coke and the waitress says, oh, I'm sorry, is Pepsi okay? Pepsi is not okay. I don't want a Pepsi. I want a Coke. Coke is the only right answer. (laughs) And Coke picks up its third vote. And you just reminded me of something I saw on like Reddit one time where somebody observed, you just know that somewhere at some point in time, is Pepsi okay was the moment that pushed someone over the edge. Yep. <laughs> I always see the one that says, is Pepsi okay? And my response is, is Monopoly money okay? And right, yeah. I love it. it. That's great. That's great. All right, Brandon, did we get this one right? Well, I think we got it right. Um, I, uh, you know, after a long night of boozing and when you're drinking bush light or natural light, because you're really good at those, Mike, um, <laughs> damn damn that would i felt that one over here okay all the way for all the way from illinois to alabama yep <laughs> that was rough a uh, deserved but rough uh but you know it, it it always rumbles in that you know what do you like what do you like better what do you like the most and i know pepsi's the bigger stronger company and you know this and that blah 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 whatever if it wasn't for Mountain Dew, I'd pick Coke every time. And if it wasn't for Diet Mountain Dew, I every single day I'd pick Coke every time. But I'm gonna go Pepsi here. How? Because Pepsi Coke because Pepsi Company makes Mountain Dew? Because Pepsi Company makes Mountain Dew. Ah, that's fair. They make the Mountain Dew, and the Mountain Dew gets me. So there we go. There you go. Well, PepsiCo does pick up a second vote there. Not going down without a fight, but Coke is your winner here. 
We've had several close matchups. And we're going to go right back to another soda matchup here. We'll see if this one is as nearly as close. Uh, I learned something today uh, because this this matchup was originally Sprite versus Sierra Mist. And I said to Chris, why Sierra Mist instead of 7-Up? And then Chris comes comes to find out, oh, Sierra Mist doesn't exist anymore. So you know who won that battle. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And, uh, but to Chris's point, uh, yeah, but it's, we spot in seven up for Sierra mist, a soda that actually exists. It's going to be Sprite versus seven up the battle of the lemon lime flavors. And I'm going to be starting this one off. And I did struggle with this one a little bit. It's been a hot minute since I've had either one of these. I've definitely had a Sprite much more recently than a seven up. 7-Up feels like it should have the edge in the sense of it's, to my knowledge, the only one of these two that had a mascot that had a video game based on it. I don't know if anybody remembers the little spot, but uh, I'm pretty sure that was the 7-Up spot because there's a little, little dot between the 7 and the up. So it feels like that should give 7-Up the edge, but I just have much better memories of Sprite. I feel like Sprite is the stronger soda and if you were going to just hand me two of them and say seven up or sprite i don't really have a strong sense of which one i like better but i'd probably take the sprite so i'm gonna give a sprite my vote and we're gonna head over to chris next this one's not tough because one of these is a decent soda and the other is seven up which is god awful seven up is disgusting i'm sorry i don't have like particularly strong opinions when it comes to food other than the fact that olives are useless Pickles are disgusting, and I'm never drinking 7-Up again. Sprite all the way. And Sprite picks up its second vote. Uh, I, I love olives, so the opinions of Chris Legroy do not necessarily reflect all of our opinions. None of our opinions reflect all of our opinions. That's literally why we're having this. So, uh, But Sprite has a rather commanding lead as we check in with Katie to see if this is going to be a runaway or if we're going to have a game here. Yeah, you know... It's kind of a bummer. I don't I don't drink clear soda. I'm very picky about what soda I drink. And like the lemon lime soda does not do it for me. So these really could go either way. Um, but I I am a brand loyal girl. And so I'm going to go with Sprite just because I am loyal to my Coca-Cola company. And Sprite picks up its third vote out of loyalty to Coca-Cola. I can respect that. I respect loyalty. Brandon, you're up. So I can remember when, you know, and we all know this, when you were an upset, when when you were a kid and you had, you had an upset tummy, oh, get some, let me get you some Campbell's soup. Let me get you some 7-Up. Do you find 7-Up anymore? Not very much. But when you're our age, in, in this age bracket that we are right now, you kind of look at that and you think to yourself, well, my mom gave me that when I was nine, when I was 11, when I was 14. You know what? And and I still buy it to this day, so my vote's for 7-Up. And 7-Up is going to pick up a vote. It's at least one. Uh, we're going to head over to Steven to see how close of a matchup this is going to be. I want to take you back to a simpler time. 2003, 2004, somewhere in there. And the greatest lemon-lime combination soda ever known to man, and that ever will be known to man, is released to the public. Seven Upside Down. 
not a lemon lime soda, but a lime lemon soda, a caffeinated <laughs> lime lemon soda, a soda with so brief a lifespan that I had to go to the Dr. Pepper Museum and show my wife a can of it to prove that I was not a raving lunatic. <laughs> it is. It is delicious. It is wonderful. It is not continued because 7-Up must be satanic. Hmm. So in order to stop the madness and punish them for the evil that they wrought by denying me my 7-Upside-Down lemon-lime, lime-lemon caffeinated soda, I'm voting for Sprite. (laughs) And Sprite picks up its fourth vote as uh, Stephen, I believe, is making the argument that just because 7-Upside-Down exists, that is somehow proof that he's not a raving lunatic. I'm not so sure about that one there, Stephen, but... (laughs) Sprite will be the victor in the clear lemon-lime sodas because there is no lime-lemon soda with I caffeine. I think that's just blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> and in yet another matchup that I swear I did not plan who the first panelist was going to be speaking on here, but it just really worked out pretty well. We've got the energy, not energy drinks, what'd you call them? The electrolyte whatever's, I don't even know what you'd call them. Uh, but we... Sport drinks. Sport yeah. drinks. That's the word I was looking for. See, I can I can do this hosting thing. We've got Gatorade versus Powerade. I have a sneaking suspicion that our resident Florida State graduate might have some thoughts on which one of these is better. Chris, take it away. Does anyone remember all sport? I do remember all sport, actually. The the attempted overthrow of Gatorade and Powerade by, I don't even remember who owned it, but probably Donald it was like Trump a carbonated. It was like a carbonated drink. It was a carbonated version of Gatorade or Powerade. All that to say, <laughs> Are you voting I can't vote for Gatorade. <laughs> I went to college where they had Powerade on campus. You couldn't get Gatorade to save your life. I don't think the Publix in Tallahassee sells Gatorade, nor should they. Power Eight is actually superior. Do a taste test. Listen, I know Gatorade has the the mantra and the the background and all that. Everyone likes Gatorade. Power Eight tastes better. It does. Blind taste test. You'll see. Power Eight gets my vote. And uh, screw the University of Florida. <laughs> and Chris never lets me down, except for all the times that he does. Katie, you're up next. Um, so I, I'm not a, I'm not a fitness queen. That's not my area of enjoyment. So I don't often find myself <laughs> reaching for a Gatorade or a Powerade. Um, but I feel like I think back to like when I was a kid and we'd be playing softball and it's like July, it's like 95 degrees outside and nothing was better than a purple Gatorade. I that just like the nostalgia of a purple Gatorade for me is really there. I I can't remember the last time I've had a Powerade. Um and now when I'm when I'm sick, it's not 7 I go for Gatorade when I'm sick. That's my go-to. Um so yeah, Gatorade for me, I feel I feel pretty strongly about that one. I don't know. I would never reach for a Powerade over a Gatorade. And Gatorade is pulling even with Powerade. Brandon, 
your turn to break the tie. So I can remember back in playing baseball in the, in, in you know, in the youth days of, of, you know, little league baseball and this and that and the other thing. And you're like, Hey mom, give me a Gatorade. Hey mom, give me a Powerade, you know, blah, blah, blah. And mom would always come out with a Powerade. It was 76 cents cheaper. Mom was, you know, she got a cool mild. She got everything else, but it was 76, 76 cents cheaper. So, I don't reach for a Gatorade anymore. I reach for the Powerade. So my my votes my votes Powerade. And Powerade's going to pick up its second vote here. And I'm wondering if Stephen shares similar thoughts to Chris on this one. Let's find out. Hmm. Well, you know, you almost accused me of agreeing with Chris, so I need to do a quick rethink here. <laughs> um, you know, fair. So here's the thing. Uh, Powerade or Gatorade, they're, they're very, very close, but Powerade, I think, I think the two flavors of Powerade that you get, because realistically, I know that there's a white and there's a pink. Realistically, Powerade has red and blue. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Those are the two you're going to get. Unless like, you know, you're abducted by some type of cult that has the white one. Uh, Gatorade. It, it's not as good, but at least there's a goddamn variety. At least you can go out and say, you know what? I want green or purple or orange. Uh, those are the flavors, by the way. Don't bother looking up the names. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, just because, like, if I'm stuck on a desert island and all I get is Gatorade or Powerade, Gatorade doesn't drive me further insane. So, Gatorade. Oof. Uh, look what you folks have done. It is a two-to-two two tie, and you're handing this off to me. Do we get buzzer beaters in this one? Of course we have buzzer beaters. Throw, buzzer throw beater. it away, yeah. I almost forgot. Michael, Michael, there's a school in Gainesville, Florida, that you despise. There is. That every time you buy Gatorade, gets a little bit of money. And that school, correct me if I'm wrong, has beaten you something like 50 of the last 51 times you've played. 51 in a row. No, I think, no, Vanderbilt won a couple years back. I mean, that's true Vanderbilt of almost any school, though. That's not really fair. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. Michael, you cannot, you cannot give that crappy-ass school in Gainesville anything. Because you know why? Because you'll never hear the freaking end of it. <laughs> Every win they get, you never hear the end of. It's got to be Powerade. And also, it does it's taste better. better. Uh, we, we actually beat Florida this past season. Uh, so, so throwing that out there. Uh, you, but you're, you know what? You're right. I, I do uh, have a strong dislike for the University of Florida. Uh, from a certainly from a football and basketball and baseball well, sports perspective. We'll just go with sports perspective. <sighs> Steven makes a very good point about the variety of flavors is part of the problem because he's right. Powerade does not have the best variety of flavors, but the flavors they do have are superior to the equivalent flavors of Gatorade. So which way do we go? If I'm going to... So Stephen used the desert island approach. I really hope I don't live to regret this, but 
I don't anticipate myself ever being stranded on a desert island and eating a huge variety of sports <laughs> drinks. I don't reach for a sports drink very often. If I'm walking, if I'm walking into a gas station and I'm reaching for, on the on rare occasions, I'm like, I'm going to grab one of these. I'm going to reach for specifically the blue, in my case, Powerade. That is my jam. Oh, that's my favorite one of all of these. You threw me a hook. That is so. If I'm given a one shot, that's the one I'm going for. I, but I kind of agree. These are very, very close. Uh, you can't really go wrong either way other than the whole, you know, giving Florida a little bit of your money uh, if you go one way. But Powerade is going to get the vote here uh, and is going to get the win. But narrow, narrowest of margins. This this was this is a tough one. This was not, well not played, one I Mr. had a Mott. Super strong opinion, but I, I definitely think that if I'm going in to get getting one, it's going to be that blue Powerade. So there we are, Powerade, in yet another three to two matchup. Uh, these are rivalries for a reason. These are great games. I'm really curious how this next one's going to go. We've got the battle of the sandwich shops. Is it going to be Subway, or is it going to be Jimmy John's? Katie, take us away. Yeah, this one. <laughs> This one's hard. I So what Subway has going for it over Jimmy John's is you can go to Subway and get your sandwich toasted. Jimmy John's sandwiches are superior in terms of quality, the bread, everything about it. But I like toasted sandwiches. <laughs> so, but I... Uh, yeah, there's something about the Jimmy John's bread that I just think elevates it way above Subway. If if I'm picking between the two, I'm going to Jimmy John's. And Jimmy John's picking up its first vote. Brandon, you're next. I tell you what, I couldn't echo Katie anymore. If I'm in a hurry, I'm going to go grab a Subway, you know, turkey and bacon and tomato and mayonnaise, whatever, and, and just get down the road. But if I want, you know, something on Friday night for dinner, you know, just, uh, you know, settle in, I once again echo Katie. And, and, and uh, Jimmy John's is better. But in a weird way, in a weird way, I think I'm not saying Subway is better, but I am saying Subway is more economical. And I'm going to go... As much as it's painful to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Subway on this one. I'm gonna go Subway. Woo! I I really wish that our listeners could have had the visual of you agonizing over that one. Really I, I I watched that. And I, <laughs> I I I could see how difficult, how much you were struggling on but, that one. But yeah, Subway does pull so even. Much. It, it, that was like a juggle. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. We're got, we we have a, yet another game on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hand it off to Steven next to break the tie. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, both of these I consider to be about uh, equal in enjoyment. Uh, both of these are restaurants that insist on putting tomatoes on sandwiches where tomatoes do not belong. Um, here's a very obvious tiebreaker, though. Only at one of these can you go ahead and get your nice, healthy little sandwich with with your, your your nice small drink that's an appropriate size, and then order a half dozen of the best fucking cookies you can find around. 
because there's something that they're sprinkling in those goddamn Subway cookies that make up for the plastic bread, hands down. I, I don't know what it is. They're the best restaurant cookies. I, I, I can't explain it. God help me, Subway. Yeah. And Subway picks up its second vote, leaving it to me next. This is a tough one because I have eaten a lot more Subway than I've eaten Jimmy John's. But I've had good and bad Subway. I've never had bad Jimmy John's. Every every Jimmy John's sandwich that I've had has been a really good sandwich. But my go-to at Subway, like if you were going to tell me right now, we're going to go get a deli sandwich, what do you want? I know exactly what I'm getting, what I'm going to say. And it is going to be an Italian BMT on wheat bread with oil and vinegar from Subway. That is my go-to sandwich. Does that make Subway the better sandwich overall is what I'm struggling with. Because I just because I have my one go-to, I don't know. There's a lot of options at both places. My primary association with Jimmy John's was one time being really, really hungry. It was actually right before we were on our way. We hadn't made dinner reservations. We were on our way to see Hamilton at the Strath Center in Tampa. And we were trying to find some place where we could just sneak in and get a bite to eat. And we'd had a very nice dinner the night before. It was our anniversary weekend. And we had just decided, yeah, we'll wing it the next night, which may have been a bad decision because we couldn't find anywhere that didn't have a wait. And we finally happened upon a Jimmy John's. And damned if that was not just about the best sandwich I've ever had in that moment in time. This one is really, really tough. I think, but I think that Katie made a really good point about that Jimmy John's bread. I think it's the bread that made that sandwich just that little bit better. Uh, made that sandwich awesome and makes Jimmy John's maybe just that little bit better. So I'm going to make this a tie. I'm going to give the slight edge to Jimmy John's and let Chris make this decision. Good answer. I support it. <laughs> I support that answer as well. So are there buzzer beaters here now? Yep. Anybody who wants to throw up a buzzer beater can do so. Sorry, Chris, you're doing a better job hosting than I am. I'm one two glasses of the whiskey. <laughs> the only person who doesn't yeah, throw one up. Okay, here oh, comes Steve. Steven's I'll throw one up because I didn't mention, um, you know, these two restaurants. Think back through your life. Which one has brought you more comfort throughout your days? Was it was it that, you know, the day you stumbled into a Jimmy John's and ordered their kind of snooty hipster sandwich <laughs> with all their funny college signs on the wall? Or was it that grease ball, meatball sub you got from the subway that you sat in the corner by yourself and, because no one else was around to see you, unashamedly dug into to soak up all the alcohol pickling your bloodstream? I think that was it, Chris. I I think that's it. I think you're up now. That's it. That's all I got. There's this 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 misnomer out there that somehow I am an alcoholic. Uh, I only drink actually when I record or when Mike's around because you know I might get lucky. We'll see. Mike, will you come around? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is this is where I'm at. So I was born in a town called Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bridgeport, Connecticut, for those that don't know, is the home to Subway sandwiches. I grew up on Subway. And when I went to college, I was a poor college kid. I worked and, you know, all that fun stuff. I didn't have a whole lot of discretionary income, but my dad went to a trade show. 
and there was a sandwich chain that was starting to make its way into the southeast. And one of the VPs gave my dad a stack like that thick of free sandwich coupons to Jimmy John's. And my dad mailed those to me in Tallahassee. And Josh, my roommate, and I probably had Jimmy John's once a week. All this to say, this is a tough decision because I think Subway has the deeper bench. But the higher highs is Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's gargantuan sandwich is delicious. That is, is one of the best sandwiches on the planet. It's a phenomenal sandwich. I will have more Subway in my life, but I'm chasing my highest here. I'm going with a gargantuan at Jimmy Are John's. Are you really going that and way? You ooh, dirty little yes. <laughs> and Jimmy John's storms back and does pull off the victory. Uh, you know, it seemed for a second there like Subway might get the edge because they toast their sandwiches. But then I think we maybe remembered that they originally stole that from Quiznos. So uh, no edge there. Jimmy John's does pick up the victory among the deli sandwiches. And Chris, I'm just jealous of you for having those coupons back in college. Man, I wish I had had that because there was a As Jimmy John's I. right around the corner. I mean, really? Yeah. Ah, man. I was hanging out in Ohio. Where's my coupons at? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, but Jimmy John's is our victor. Same age. What the hell happened here? I know, man. How did you not just happen to know us at that point in time? (laughs) All right, we're we're down to our final matchup of the evening. Uh, Slightly different kind of sandwich that we're going to be discussing here. Uh, This is the Battle of the Sliders, I suppose. The White Castle versus Crystal Battle, which... (laughs) Which one do you want to just completely destroy your colon more, I suppose? And we're going to start this one off with Brandon. Um, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go chalk. I don't know Crystal, so I'm going to go White Castle. I have no idea. what. <laughs> and the Northerner goes for White Castle to the shock of no one. <laughs> we're going to head it off to Steven next. Yeah, the Yankee Invader once again goes with the wrong choice. Because when you're looking for little squares of horse meat with a small onion on top of it, <laughs> there is no superior sandwich than the Crystal Burger. the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> crystals. And Crystals pulls even with White Castle. And uh... all right, let's be honest, folks. I, I've never lived particularly far north. Uh, when I was younger, we used to, we lived in Virginia. We would drive down to Nashville to visit family every summer. And let me tell you, my mom knew exactly where the first crystal burger was on that particular drive down. And we would stop there every time. Unfortunately it was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Let's not speak of that particular town (laughs) or it's, uh, flagship university, but I did eat a boatload of crystals growing up. It's been a long time since I've had one, but in fact, I think the last time I had one was driving back from Knoxville with my sister a couple of years ago, going up to my cousin's wedding. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't eat a lot of them, but I but when when you're just there and you're in the mood for that, it's there's nothing better in the world. Crystal Burger gets my vote as well. Christopher, what's the score right now? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I have only had a crystal burger one time uh, in my entire life. Steven, can you tell us when that one time was? Yes, I can. Uh, it was in New Orleans uh, in the previous, what was it, six months or so. Uh, we had been at Pat O'Brien's drinking hurricanes, and I believe you had a couple old fashions. 
and we required something to soak up the alcohol that was slowly pickling <laughs> your blood. Uh, if I recall, how many did we get? 40 Crystal Burgers for the four of us? <laughs> there were four of us. We got 40 burgers, and one of our party only ate two burgers. <laughs> so the rest of us had to eat the remaining 38. In a row? And I believe we only got, well, yeah, we didn't want to get cold. They turned to <laughs> hockey pucks. You can't leave them. I think we got 37 in. I think we've had one that we just could not finish. But yes, those were the Christmas. <laughs> that was, one, without a doubt, one of the most fun nights of my 30s. Uh, I'm not a huge White Castle guy. The Crystal Burgers weren't that great. I'm not a fan of either of these, but Crystal Burgers in uh, in New Orleans gave me a memory for a lifetime. Even though Ramsey somehow only ate two burgers. The entire mile walk back to the hotel, because we didn't want to grab an Uber for some reason, was literally the three guys shoveling Crystal Burgers into our mouth because we into our mouth because we didn't want to waste perfectly good horse meat. So Crystal, gets I my don't bar. even know what Crystal Burgers are. They're they're White Castle just from the South, effectively. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I, Katie, did we get this one right? Here's the deal: never in my almost thirty years of life. Have I set foot in either one of these restaurants? Never have I been tempted to go to a White Castle. Never have I heard of Crystal Burgers before today. And about two minutes ago, I Googled what their fries looked like because I thought that would be the decision for me because I'm not eating one of those burgers. And I was going to say that White Castle was going to get the edge. Because they have crinkle fries. And crinkle fries are superior to just plain fries. But that horrifying story of eating 37 of those burgers, I think, was enough to make me change my vote. Because that just sounds like something I would be terrified to see. But like a, like a, like a car crash, you can't look away. So I'm going to vote for Crystal Burgers. <laughs> and Crystal hey, Burgers pick. Hey, I'd vote for Crystal Burgers too. <laughs> <laughs> and Crystal Burgers does pick up a fourth vote as uh, Katie, Katie by saying that she's never had either one of these proves, which we've already figured out through the course of this episode, that she's by far smarter than the rest of us. Much. Uh, but those, those are your food rivalries for this particular episode. Uh, to recap real quick, Waffles took down Pancakes and French Toast. Weak. Flats took the edge over Drumsticks in terms of chicken wings. Nacho Cheese Doritos is your superior Dorito. Coke is your superior Cola. Sprite over 7-Up as your superior Lemon Lime Soda. Powerade edged out Gatorade uh, to the joy of all of us uh, folks that just really just hate the University of Florida. Jimmy John's took down Subway, which I think Subway has more restaurants even than McDonald's that are insane. Most popular rich, but, yeah. restaurant in the world. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. But Jimmy John's is the better sandwich, according to Boozy Bracketology. And finally... The Crystal Burger, the southern variant of White Castle, or White Castle is the northern variant of Crystal. I don't know which came first. I have no idea. But Crystal Burger has been deemed the superior mini burger or slider, what have you. Uh, That is 
tonight's episode. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. A couple things real quick. If you like what we're, the content that we're bringing for, to you here, we do have our, you can visit us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. You get bonus content uh, for that. We have several different levels of support. Uh, if you can't support financially, totally understand, but if you could leave us a uh, nice review or give us a five-star rating, that would be wonderful. If you want to just interact with us, we have a Discord uh, server, uh, ptebb.com slash Discord. Uh, we're also on The Lounge for fans of Pub Trivia Experience, our sister podcast, and Boozy Bracketology. That's on Facebook. You can check out the rest of the socials in the show notes. I won't belabor them anymore. We're going to come back at you for round two next week. Until then, I have been your host, Mike. I'm Chris. Katie, I think you're on mute. <laughs> I'm Brandon and I'm so ashamed I'm not going to mention that I had gone to Crystal's the night before Chris got into New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> have a good Bye one everybody all.